Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, my God. Here we are. We're back. It's another week seven. Oh, my God. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Boom. Maybe not. I don't know. You We're trying. You didn't give me enough warning. I'm sorry. You know. It's so abrupt. I don't know. I, one of these weeks, I'm going to get to it. I promise. I swear to you all. Come hell or high water. Instead of doing those damn TikTok videos, the remix and what we're saying, I'm going to fix that damn. I'm, 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 I'm trying to do a whole new thing, right? I, I've been going looking at stock footage of doing some crazy things. Uh, I'll get to it. As you can see, kids, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not in the house because we've had some technical difficulties. The whole the house internet, you know, I, I'm on DSL. I don't have real internet down here. So I'm hoping my Wi-Fi or my cell Wait, you guys have DSL down there? Oh, yeah. I'm the last house in the hood that can actually get any interwebs. And it's DSL. I can only get speeds up to 10 megabytes per second. So that's why this, usually This during, is America, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. right. Welcome to rural Missouri. You know what I'm saying? Missouri. Uh, and then last week... Actually, after the show or whatever, it was 5 o'clock, Verizon dropped service. Nobody in the neighborhood had any cell service whatsoever. Like, all of our stuff said no service, nothing. Okay? Girl, it's Russia. Thank God, though, I had Wi-Fi because I'm texting Kelly and everybody. I'm like, are you guys, like, is everybody, are we dying? What's happening? Like, is are we the end? What's going on? Well, he kept on? sending me text messages going, are you getting this? And I'm like. Am I getting what? Well, because I'm like screaming out to Mel because she's out in her office and her little hotspot went down and everybody's out in the neighborhood. So I'm like, I'm, I'm getting on the Wi-Fi thing and I'm messaging Verizon and they're trying to treat it like it was a local device issue. I'm like, so do you want me to have the five neighbors reset all their devices too? They're like, there's no outage in the area. I'm like, interesting, really. And then we found out one of the neighbors, did they have, you can get a Wi-Fi uh, internet thing it's like a little portable router that goes off the cell towers uh data stuff well that internet service provider was down and they happened to go off the verizon towers well they were honest and said there was 10 towers down so as i'm chatting to verizon i'm like well one of the wi-fi people uh they mentioned that 10 towers were down uh would that happen to be why we have no verizon and they were like no no we don't have any outages <laughs> like why are you lying Right. And I'm like fighting. And I finally had to hang up because it was going to come to like me, you know, cussing the, the person out. It wasn't cute. But so anyways, guys, so today I had Tyler turn nine. Aww. It was a busy day. He wanted the vodka sauce ravioli bake. It was a busy day. And Good then choice. my day took a wild turn. I don't know if you noticed or not, but one of my friends, Nicole Remedy, you may recognize the name. Her sister's Leah. You know, she was on the King of Queens. She was on the talk. Play yeah, yeah. She's gonna. She wants to come on with us, and she wants Latest? to talk all about how she ended up this way and how she got away Nicole. from Scientology. Oh, Nicole. So it's Leah's sister. So the whole uh, family was in Scientology, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So she wants to come on and join. Her and I are part of this wellness company. Uh, I, I've been, you know, I've been using their products for a couple of years. Um, and, you know, we've kind of bonded over that, and I mean, her and I've known each other for uh, quite a few years now. Uh, but we kind of connected over that. And today we re, you know, I was like, had some questions about some stuff on there. Um, and we were talking about this show in particular, cause she's done the elder one. And she was like, Oh my God, that sounds right up my alley. You know, I want to write a book. I want to come on. So that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned right. for that. So that's my big news. What about you guys? What's been going on? What's happening? How was your week? Well, uh, I guess I can take that one first, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I apologize that, um, well, first of all, who's all here today? I mean, because if you're, if oh, you're joining yeah, us I'm and so you're not, bad. I know if you're, if you're just listening and you're not watching, um, we've got Jeffrey, yeah, that was me, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Kelly, Brian, and Kristen. Um, our, we did get a lead on Dana though. And um, he's in Ecuador, <laughs> but I think he's aged a little. I want to know what you guys think. Sometimes you end up getting where you want to go and then find out when you get there that you don't want to be where you're at. And then you feel 
why this is all just a waste of time. But just remember, if you never got there, then you'd always be wanting to get there, and then you don't know you don't want to be there until you get there. So sometimes you just got to go where you don't want to go, just to know that that's not where you want to be. Okay. That was super freaking awesome the rest of your day and stuff. Okay, bye. So I want I want I want to thank Dana from joy, for joining us from Ecuador. <laughs> I think he's aged a little bit in Budapest. I don't know what they got in the water over there. Budapest. Uh, mm, a little, sh little shout out to our friend Rodney from TikTok for for uh, yes, yeah, I his saw Dana that and I was like. I sent it to Kelly and I was like, tell me this is not Tana's long lost relative. The way he talked. Yeah. It's a really great day. Does he have family down there? In Ecuador? Brian? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where he's <laughs> no, Girl, no. He's just going away to go do shrooms or something with the people. You know what I mean? He's going to go have oh, one of those yeah. magical experiences. It's the journey. Shit, like, yes, the journey. he's having like a... Brian, we really do need a whole clip of just your facial expressions. I love okay. you, man. Well, but, uh, he knows you can do that in Orlando, right? <laughs> this will be right. I'm <laughs> just saying. Probably in Jeffrey's you know backyard. What? I don't know how I know that, but you know. You, you know what they do? I didn't know they got a chick, uh, chicken of the woods or something, where it's like shrooms that grow. And it's like chicken. It they eat it. Starts down with an A, I think. People forage so, in the woods. People it's a mushroom. Yeah, like it's a thing that everybody Lions goes foraging through. Oh the yeah. Yeah, and it's like looks like there's one that looks like a loaf of bread, and then there's this other big thing that looks like mm -hmm. um, it's orange, and they chicken of the woods, and it's a mushroom. There's a whole TikTok subculture. Chicken of the sea. It's a whole TikTok it's, subculture. So it's is it really freaking... chicken? No, it's a mushroom. I'm picking on Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christopher, you don't know what you signed up for today, boo. You don't, you, you don't even know. I don't. Missouri man. I can't wait to be back in New York in a few weeks. <laughs> Missouri oh. mountain man. Oh. Oh. So, so I've spent the week having the COVID again. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so oh. I wasn't with you guys last week. I'm still not doing awesome. Um, the symptoms are not relenting. It's, uh, I know a lot of people who had it in the fall said it was pretty mild. This wasn't that. So um, it's the first There's... day that I, this is the first day that I put something other than pajamas on my body. So you guys should feel special. <laughs> Thank you. I guess there's another, uh, it's called Omni Delta virus. Or she got the Omni Delta Kryptonite. Like. I got like, all the damn. things. Basically, I got. I could check all the boxes on all the symptoms. So, yeah. So I went fishing for COVID this weekend. You did? Where'd you go? We went to Boston. Oh. We took the baby. Oh, great. We rode the subway, you know, the whole thing. We did the whole thing. It's the tea in Boston. The tea, yeah, the tea. Did you put, like, the blanket over the thing? So, yeah, like, of course. So, had a barrier? Yeah, on the, um, on the tea, you still have to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, but, like, we didn't anywhere else have to wear a mask. We went out to eat. And it was fun. Girl, I'm not scared of that shit. I've been fucking triple vaccinated. I'm not scared of it. Well, I wasn't. Pfizer says you need to get a fourth now. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. About I'm a healthy person. I'm not worried. About <sighs> yeah, well, I didn't so expect crazy. to get it again either. So, <clears throat> and I got to tell you, it was not fun. Not fun at all. So. When you've had your, your booster, yeah. right? Yeah. You got your booster? Yeah, I just had mine Friday. That thing kicked my ass on Saturday. That's good. It handed it to me on a platter. <laughs> that means it was a whole lot immunity. of ass. Like, I was laying in the bed rolling around moaning like those kids could have been sticking a butter knife in a light socket. I didn't care. <laughs> Go ahead. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. I don't take my credit card. You can order a Maserati, whatever you need to do. Just give me 10 minutes. Like, I can't stand up right now. Mm -mm. I was man sick. Man sick. Mm -mm. So, uh, Kristen, your week. <clears throat> yeah, girl. My week is pretty boring. Well, not pretty boring. I got a new job. So, we shall Ooh, see how that we'll, goes. We'll I talk about that in a minute. Yeah, I don't start till the end of the month. 
So right. uh, other than that, it was pretty so, standard. So you got a second so, job. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I that, Sorry, a little trigger sensitive there. Yeah. So, that, I mean, along those lines, let's check in. How are we feeling today? Well, been, I, go ahead, go Kristen. Ahead. I started out with a migraine, so I was a solid nine this morning. Oh. Solid nine mm. this morning. Somewhat of a seven. And I'm right now, you know, I'm back down to like a one. I'm pretty oh. like relaxed right now. Oh, good. I spent the whole, I spent the first two thirds of the day at a seven. Um, just so you know, if, if your stomach is a little uneasy, citrus fruit is a really bad idea. I'm just going to share that little <laughs> tip. There you go. Um, good to know. Yeah. 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 I, I heard ginger is good for a bad stomach. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. And I did, I've had, I actually have some ginger tea right now. Okay. Yeah. But somebody may have thought an orange was a better choice. I don't know why. I it's because of the vitamin C. Yeah, something <laughs> about it, but it was not a good plan anyway. I'm guessing. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, girl. So Bless I'm also your heart. still. Bless your heart. So, yeah, so between being nauseous, throwing up, and just being exhausted altogether, I'm great. Really great. <laughs> so good. Brian? Um, I'm well. I'm having a one. I'm having a one. I love that you're having a one. That's good. And definitely a six because it was a long weekend. We had a baby shower yesterday too, so it was like, oh my god! Holy cow! Um, who's baby shower? A friend of ours. Her name's January. I don't know if you know her or not. Oh, uh, Jordan's sister. Yeah, Jordan's sister. We call her Fabby. Yeah, yeah. Her name's January, but we call her Fabby. <laughs> All right. I'm sure there's a story there. Mm-hmm. There right. probably is, but it's my husband's friend, so I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> there's some honesty for you. Her name's January, but she was born in February. <laughs> there you go. That's a good. That's a good one. I'm going with that one. All yeah. right. So uh, Jeffrey, yeah. Um, you know what? I want to say I think besides you know, normal chaos with the children. It's been pretty good. So I'm going to say a one. And like today was insane with the birthday prep and the show stuff, but it Mm -hmm. was productive. And I ended up making uh, a boatload of money and I'm going to get to go to Mexico for free. So if you want to know how to get to go to Mexico for free, you got a month and a half to do so message me and I'll let you know, Brian, by the way, you are going to get to go to Mexico for free. I'm going to sign your ass up when we're done with this. Oh boy. Uh-oh. Here, Surprise! husband, have the baby. <laughs> there you go. So w- one of the things that we uh, put on pause for last week was start diving into the book. Um, just to, for anybody who's joining us for the first time or doesn't know, uh, we decided we were going to tackle this book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, thought in the context of COVID in the last few years, a lot of us have probably slipped into some new habits, not all of them wonderful, um, or just things that we've put on hold and not putting ourselves first. So this is our our first episode in which we're diving into the first two or three chapters or so of the book. So um, I, I've been listening to it on Audible. Brian, what about you? The same thing, Audible. Audible. And Jeffrey? Likewise, Audible. And Kristen? Audible, though I do have the hard copy. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks. So, what was your initial initial reaction to it? Who me? Yes. Well, I started listening, walking to the dogs, and I actually, I found his story a little very heartbreaking. Just you know, his parents having been to the hospital like ten years earlier with his sister, and then him going that. Yeah. As a not as a parent, I can't imagine. Hmm. Um, but then, you know, slowly listening to him and the things that he started to do at Denison and having to do these small little increments of things for him to learn how to do. So he was successful. It very much reminded me of Craig and the things that he needed to do for himself and the things that we needed to do to set him up for success when I was still working and, and the disease for him. He has ALS for anybody that's new mm-hmm. um, to make him successful while I was still working. So yeah. we would have these little things and do these little things that became habit for us. Like 
it's such a random thing, but I would open all his Gatorades before I left to go on a trip. So it would be easier for him. And it was just, you know, these everyday habits that he stated that you do these everyday things that you don't think of, like brushing your teeth is a habit, but we do it every day, a few times a day. But, you know, so the newer things that I started to do was like walking the dogs two miles every day to make sure that I'm doing something for myself and doing something for them. Um, you know, eating a big salad every day. I mean, it sounds so silly and mundane, but I'm doing it for my health to make sure that I'm doing something for myself. Totally. Um, for me, especially during COVID and all of this time, I found it really hit me last year where my anxiety level, and I think it was also the career I was in, my anxiety level and my depression hit an all-time low and high at the same time, um, where I needed to get a sense of control of something. And it wasn't until like January of this year that I was like, okay, something, something has to break because I can go from zero to 60 in about two seconds. And I need to, something needs to happen. And my moods were affecting Craig's moods and vice versa. So it really, yeah. reading this book, it kind of, I was already doing the small steps of forming these habits for myself to take control of my anxiety because it's something that I can control. I can tr control what goes into my body. I can control how I move my body to right. kind of focus my mind. So I I'm loving it so far. So that's just me. Jeffrey, it's interesting that Kristen mentioned January because I feel like you went through a, well, end of last year, you went through a similar awakening when you just said, you know what? I, I can't keep doing the same things and expect a different yeah. result. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was kind of actually, um, I think Brian and I were kind of just kind of going through it at the same time. And we were having like daily phone calls of just neither one of us were in a good spot, you know? And it was kind of holding a mirror up to me. And I was like, holy shit, like this, this is not okay. Like, I, I'm at a place where I don't want to die. Like, I've never felt, I've never been a person that was um, directly, like, suicidal, in a sense, right? Like, I've had it in my family quite a bit. It was just the anniversary of the murder-suicide, you know, of my grandparents. Um, but I've never been a person that felt like I, like, suicide was an answer for me. Um, however, I realized, though... I was just as guilty as I didn't really want to live, right? I, I didn't have the motivation to live anymore. I was just kind of waiting to die, right? I was just going through the motions of every day of getting up, doing what I had to do for the kids, kind of sitting on my ass, letting me gain all the weight back, not doing anything and just being stagnant. I wasn't doing the things I needed to do to grow the show. I wasn't doing anything. For myself, I wasn't taking care of me. I wasn't doing anything that I should have been doing. And it was like in that moment, um, it was like, all right, dude, you, you got to do something here. This is this, this moment of like, you, you're going to keep doing this or, or are you going to change something? And I picked up the phone. I called the therapist. and was like, I got to go back on medication. Like, it's time. Um, you know, it's been a year and a half. This, this isn't working. Um, you know, and that was kind of the beginning of it. And then it kind of snowballed into, all right, how am I going to get this uncensored radio back on track? How am I going to turn the show around? How are we going to get viewers to come back? All right. How am I going to get the kids back on track? Not necessarily in that order. The kids came first. Uh, <laughs> well, they, and they always have. I think that that was a big part of it for you was that you yeah. were making them appropriately the priority, but at, at the yeah. expense of your own Wellness. Well, to, yeah, and it was like taking my life back, right? Because mm -hmm. for five years, they have been the center of everything. As You know, that happens when you're a parent. But at the same time, I'm still allowed to be me. I should still be allowed to have some semblance of Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. And not just my whole identity should not be their father. I don't think anybody's expected to be that. And that's what it's kind of become. Like, oh, I can't do that because... 
by leaving with a babysitter, they're going to throw a tantrum, and then the next day is going to be hell on earth. Like, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're, we're not doing none of this anymore. Like, we're going to turn this around. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to find solutions. We're going to fix the problems, and, and we're going to get through this shit. Because this, this, this is not a quality of life for any of us. Well, one of the examples that the author uh, mentions early on in the book, after the introduction, I think it was, talks about the impact, the net impact of making 1% improvements, that it doesn't have to be the big yeah. changes, but it's the tiny changes. And if you yeah. continue to improve by 1% every day for a year, you wind up improving your capacity or whatever it is you're, you're working on by 37 times. Yes. But it's a big number, but yeah. the different, but conversely it works just as much against you in losing that 1% or um, bad habits that, that you perpetuate yeah. and that you can, and that <clears throat> the net effect of that is, is so hard to overcome for so many of us, you know, mm -hmm. um, Got a couple comments here, a couple shout outs. Christopher Cox is back. So, hey, said he's he's looking for some classic Jeffrey stories this week. Well, you'll get them, that's for sure. And mm. Lashana is joining us. Hello, Lashana. Um, sorry, I'm just seeing those comments now. I apologize. I didn't see them earlier. We Jeffrey and I had to switch roles tonight with uh, who was guiding this, this, the enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm of technical. To, to Homo on the move. I'm outside again, kids, like every summer. Homo um, on the move. But I, I, too, I think that the thing that I found most interesting, I don't know if it was chapter two or three, was when he got into identity. And how fascinating it was, is, especially like as a fat person, right? If you think about, I'm going to say this all wrong. Um, <laughs> I am going to say it all wrong. <laughs> The goal, if, you, if you're just focused on your goal and right. not of like, okay, how do I focus on who do I want to become? Yeah, you're focused mm -hmm. on the outcome. The instead outcome. Of, yeah, instead of focusing on the outcome, focus on who do I want to be. And I thought that was actually rather ingenious. No, Brian um, was right. That was chapter two. And it, yeah. was, um, it was the three principles were outcomes, process, and identity. And mm. how most of us approach things by looking for the outcome first. Yeah, which is yeah. the outcome is what you get. The process is what you do. And the identity is what you believe. And I, and that, that was key. I think, you know, so many of us set a yeah. goal and we go chasing after the goal, but we don't do anything to change our belief system or how we think of ourselves. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, and that's the biggest problem. And I think, I identified with that so much because that's always been my thing, right? I set the goal. Okay, I want to own sub shops and I want to make this amount of money. That's the goal. That's the goal. This is the goal. This is the goal. And I always go to the goals, but I'm never changing what my perception is of me. I change it on the outside so everybody sees what I want them to see, right? So they're like, oh, well, you, you're so strong. You're so tough. But that's not who I see. Yeah, exactly. So how can I ever really be that person? You don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. And I'm it, like, oh, there it is. There it is. That's why I spent three years in therapy going, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. I don't well, know who like, I am. It's like, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, like you have to turn it around on yourself and say, would you say that to a friend? Would you, what you say to yourself, would you say that to one of your friends? Would I say the things that I say to myself? to any of you and the fact never. is no no i would never say the things that i say to my own self to anybody that i love or mm -hmm. respect ever and we and have it, to have that same love and respect for ourselves it, and it's funny because it's so it's not funny but it's it's ironic in that that is the classic definition of self-sabotage right there the self-limiting beliefs the negative self-talk those are all the things that keep us stuck and prevent us from becoming what we want, right? And going after the things that we deserve, but we do it to ourselves in our belief system, you know? Right. Uh, so <laughs> it's, um, that cha chapter absolutely hit me. And I said, yeah, that's really what the difference is, you know? Um, and, and even just how you 
think of and talk about yourself, you know, um, I think he was using smoking as an example. He said, you know, if you offer two people a cigarette yes. and one, one person says, oh, I'm trying to quit. And the other person says, I'm not a smoker. And even though those two statements sound very much the same, the mindset is completely different. Right. In the right. first example, you're basically admitting, well, I'm going to give this a try, but I really don't think it's going to work. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Brian, what did you what did you rather connect with in that chapter? Oh, that was actually my favorite chapter. Yeah. I just think that. Um, yeah, like I've always said this about because I used to be in mental health, like with people that were addicted and stuff. Um, I think there's this. Ish, like once you're an alcoholic or you've done heroin, like there's this notion that you're always th- an addict. I, I've heard that before. If once an addict, always an addict. That's right. not true. Right. And I've always told them like, you know, like I've had clients that are years into sobriety still saying I'm a recovering addict. No, you're not. You're not an addict. You haven't done drugs in years. Like you have to step out of that and have a new identity or else you're going to keep having relapses. Right. So, and I, that's how I think I had really success with that until the pandemic, which nobody had success with after that. But, yeah, that was your, I, I think you're under something where you used to get into very heated discussions about like alcoholism uh, and drug addiction on the Jake Pentland show, which is available on our, uh, go to uncensoredradio.live and subscribe. This volume one's out. <clears throat> Uh, especially with it being classified as a disease. And I think it's an interesting discussion. I have such such a huge issue with that. I've actually lost friends about it that I don't think that. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, it's a touchy thing. I I think it's a symptom of a disease. Like the reason you're doing drugs is because you have a mental illness. Right. And you're trying to self-medicate. Like you don't have, the disease is not addiction. Addiction is the symptom of the disease. And if we don't start approaching it like that, we're never going to get rid of this addiction problem, no matter what it is. Heroin, whatever. I don't well, care. I, I went to... Go ahead, Cal. I was just going to say, to, to kind of pull on that thread a little bit, I, I think there's a big disconnect in the understanding of, of when you call someone an addict. It's like most of the thing, most of the, the things that we're talking about are simply addictive substances by their nature. Um and it's really just a matter of time as to when somebody is going to be overtaken by that addiction. So um, we're not talking, I mean, because we don't talk about addiction being like, oh, I'm addicted to chocolate milk or I'm addicted to, right, right. you know, salad or I'm addicted. It's it's Binge a eating. term, right? It's a term for things that are addictive in their nature, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, so I agree. I don't think that, I think also the problem with that label is, it paints people as weak or making a choice. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. when it comes or to Or they're in a box, like they right. can't get out of that box. Right. And, the, and, and yeah. So why would you do all, why would you work for 10 or 20 or 30 years on yourself? If no matter what, you're always an addict. Right. What, if, if no matter what, you're always a thief. If no matter what you're like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If that's going to be the label that, yeah. You yeah. associate with. I agree. Exactly. I agree. Um, <clears throat> I had some, I was just looking at my notes from that chapter as well, that, you know, and and that identity works both ways. You know, as you said, if you identify as somebody with a lot of negative traits, well, then that's, you know, that's who you become. Well, also in uh, full disclosure, I know I can talk about this because he talks about it openly, but my husband is in, he's nine years clean of heroin. He was a heroin addict about nine or 10 years ago. He had to go to rehab for a couple of years and everything. Um, but he was taking like handfuls of pill a day, pills a day, like every day. I think he said at one point he was taking 60 hydrocodones every single day. I'm like, holy shit. So, but he, his mentality was the exact same way of what I was just saying is that I, I was an addict. I had to take care of the issues that I had underlying that made me want to become addicted to something, whether right. it was whatever it was. Which just happened to be heroin because he got in a car accident and broke his back. Right. And got put on opiates and you know how that story goes. Um, but he never labeled himself as like 
this is what I am. And I truly believe that Dr- Joe would never touch that stuff ever again. Joe has a hard time, like, even taking, like, a, like uh, or, like, Pepsi AC every day for his stomach. Because now he's addicted to Pepsi AC. I'm like, you're not addicted to Pepsi AC. You got to take it for your damn stomach. <laughs> you're old. You're not addicted. <laughs> you're old. <laughs> <How> old? <laughs> uh, I think the, the other thing that I found really interesting is the... Um, Oh, I think it was chapter one, the ice cube example. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, how you quit system. We always give up soon. a little too soon. And, uh, you know, for yeah. those who haven't read the book yet, he gives the example of an ice cube sitting on a table. And it's, you know, the room is 25 degrees and the goal is to melt the ice cube. So incrementally, you raise the temperature of the room by one degree, right? And if you give up at 31 degrees, it looks like nothing happened. But if you had waited one more minute until it got to 32, it would have started melting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's actually a bunch of ch- charts and media things that are included with the book. And even with the audio, you can go to the website and view some of them. I was looking at them earlier and um, the graph that he shows of, you know, the perceived effort for something versus the actual success and the the actual outcome far exceeds your expectations if you just hang in there long enough. But there's that gap period where we give up, you know, it's just, it feels like it's not working, you know, feels like you're running in place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think all of us, especially as Americans are so used to instant gratification, Mm -hmm. especially nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's what we're used to. So when we have to, do it especially you know as i can say this as a larger woman trying to like lose weight you know it's not going to happen i'm not going to lose 30 pounds by the end of march you oh. know what i'm saying it's wait are, are you like me where you go get on the treadmill and then immediately go weigh yourself and you're pissed off when you're not down two pounds no i i have made it i have i have tried to only weigh myself once a week wednesday mornings that's the only time i weigh myself because i will do that me i too. will like I'll get on that. I'll get on that scale every single day and like yell at myself. <laughs> you want <laughs> instant results? I'll tell you the secret. Okay, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Kelly can back me up on this because it's a true story. I swear to God, God's hand. Natalia Rose, raw uh, detox diet. We did it. Two weeks, thirty pounds, like that. It just With kept raw falling off. Vegetables and stuff. Yeah, it was the but I mean, but not raw meat. No. no, not raw meat. Because that's and a new thing going on. I know, I saw oh, that. Uh-uh. Oh, we, yeah, they posted nope. it. One of the boys posted Heidi it. Heidi Montag or whatever. <gasps> she was just eating like, a steak. Are they doing a revival of the Santa Clara diet? What's going on? That's with what this I crazy thought it was. Broad? The Santa Clarita diet. Any, it was like anything to get a headline. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I don't you know the so QAnon anything. people are going to be saying that's little children they're eating. Don't think I didn't call Katrina A. Johnson. It was like, Katrina, get your ass down to Santa Monica Boulevard with the raw meat and make sure you get in front of a paparazzi, okay? She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. I was like, a really bloody roast beef. Yeah, yeah. Get down there. She wouldn't do it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, she was eating like a steak or something. Right. The good friend that I am, I'm like, hello, free publicity. Go get down there with some raw meat, woman. Uh, that was not what we were doing that's not what you're doing okay no no we were doing so we were like juicing every day and actually it did that for years um really should so do you only eat raw you don't cook any of your food basically no No, we cooked a lot of it it's um so her approach it's natalia rose she's got several different books and you can follow her on instagram and whatever so her thing is you set a goal towards how, like you start out where you are, wherever you are in what percentage of your diet is raw versus what is cooked, right? So say you're eating, you know, 70% um, fruits and vegetables and um, of that 70%, you know, 20% of that's raw and the other 50% is cooked, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you gradually over a long period of time, again, this is a patience thing. It's not like you do it all at once, because if you just went to completely raw, your, <laughs> your digestive system would pretty much shut down. You cannot. I was like, you better go sit on the toilet. No, the opposite. You'll get backed oh. up because your body will try and flush the toxins. And so you, you'll get constipated. You won't be able to go. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. So, um, but yeah, she's got some awesome recipes and um, the foundation well, we of it. We a lot is, of cooked things. We did I mean, a lot we, of we great had the, recipes. Like, eggplant Natalia steaks. Rose. Rose. Everything Natalia was Rose, delicious. Yep. It's just a lot of freaking prep work. Yeah, a I lot. Well, I can do that. And it, it was having a plan. I mean, it was, yeah, and we really yeah. do need to get back to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, Kelly, Andy, Joe, and I, we had dinner I, at least, I think, five nights a week. You, you said you lost weight from it? 30 pounds in two weeks. And I mean, wow. when I tell you all we did was eat, we ate. Like, we juiced in the morning. We had, like, vegetables for lunch. And then at dinner time, I, the amount of salad that those two consumed would always, like, I'd be sitting there giggling because Andy and Kelly would just be, I mean, we ate them out of, like, the Gladware bowls. You know what I'm talking about? The big like, ones. Oh, yeah. The rectangle, like salad. those. We didn't I ate a salad out of like, a mixing bowl. Yeah, yeah. We'd have a huge salad, and then whatever, like, the entree was that we made, we'd eat that. Like, we ate a, a, a stupid amount of food. And I'm t- <laughs> I, in the two weeks, obviously, because I was the biggest one out of everybody, I lost 30 pounds in two weeks. And wow. I, didn't, I didn't exercise. I just started eating like them. But it was all, you know. And, yeah, it was, I need to. It, and I tell you what, Brian, I felt the best I've ever felt. And it always pisses me off that I don't have um, the ambition or the, the you know, the gumption yeah. well, to, one to, of the, to have that lifestyle. That was one of the things that Joe and I were like focusing on because we don't like always eat as well. Especially now that we have a kid, we need to like eat a lot better because he needs to not eat like junk like we do. So like our first step was getting HelloFresh. So we've been doing HelloFresh for like two months now. And yeah, so, I, Andy and I have been doing it too. How do you like it? We love it. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Like we haven't had a, like every single meal is good. I don't mm-hmm. Somebody post a link in that chat room so we can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that took care of dinner. So like now, like I'm going to check out this Natalia Rose for maybe breakfast and lunch. Listen, just go over to the house in Auburn, grab my juice. And- Oh, I, I have a juice. I got a Jack Willane. What do you mean? Why is that a bad one? Girl, don't what, be speaking what? ill of the dead. He's dead. <laughs> what? What's the juice? We, got the, the... <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a good juicer. I have uh, a nice just... juicer. We had a great recipe. It had ginger. Is yours a ninja? No. No, because no. it it's you want something that juices, not blends. So the juice, it, the juicer extracts it and separates the. Pulp yeah, that's what the from, Jack Willane does. Okay, yeah, yeah, the Ninja doesn't separate it. The Ninja, I think, mixes it. Just together. mixes it. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. we had we had a Breville. Which oh, was okay. really good. Yeah, we nice. actually had Andy and I had two. We had this really fancy one, but it was a slow masticating one, which goes <laughs> really, really slow. Yeah. And it's like it almost looks like a pasta machine. Oh wow! It takes forever, but the other Breville. Oh, is the a one high I speed. have. No, you have a Breville too. I thought mine Didn't was kind of slow, like it took forever, kind of. Not Wasn't compared quick. to the other one, no. Uh, but it so the the idea of that though is you eat the simplest foods first because your body uses less energy to digest them. That's why you start the day juicing because it gives you quick energy for your brain and. Um, you know, all the nutrients, all the micronutrients and everything that are in, like our basic drink was lemons, ginger, uh, romaine, and an apple. That was like the basic recipe. Oh yeah. His favorite. Carrots, cucumber. But that's what we did with our salads though too. Oh my God. Joe bought the baby, these, this baby food, that something and beets, bitch. I can't even look at it. I know you hate the beets. Well, actually that was one, that was one of our favorite salads. Remember Jeffrey, when I would do the the beets and goat cheese. I had never, never had had a beet before Kelly came into my world. Okay. And And then I I started sauteing the beets. No, like it's, it's, it's so bad that if I smell them, I automatically like start dry heaving. I can't even smell them. Kelly. Like I can smell them in any food. Like I don't know if I'm allergic to them or what, but like, <laughs> like to the ex- to the extent, one of my first jobs when I moved out to Syracuse was I worked in a nursing home, Iroquois nursing home, and on the days that they would do beets, they would let because I worked in the kitchen, they would let me go work up on the floor, so I didn't have to smell the beets because I would literally have to go stand outside. <laughs> That's such a weird issue. 
I don't know what. Like, I'm the only one I know that hates them that much. Well, speaking of hating things, uh, we're we're already like forty minutes in. Do we want to uh, talk about some other things we hate? Hell yeah! Oh, some pet peeves. Well, oh yeah, pet peeves. My, mine, I. Oh, just what? No, sorry. Go ahead. No, nothing. We're just yeah, gonna no, sit here, stare no, at each no. other. Yeah, we're gonna stare at each other. No, because I'm thinking about that thing I had posted on Facebook about what it meant to be in hell. Remember that? <laughs> and I said it's people who say, especially Jeffrey. Especially, oh, especially, <laughs> especially. Yeah. And what was the other one? Specifically. It, oh, I wrote it to, uh, specifically. Irregardless. 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 Oh, and then regardless. Supposedly. Supposedly. Oh. Supposedly. Specifically. Yeah. Wait, they say supposedly. So supposedly with a B. Oh. oh. Supposedly. Oh, there's a B. There's no B. But no, I know there's that. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gets me. Oh, those drive me nuts too. Yeah. So say regular. Who me? Yeah, you. Regular. Mm-hmm. What do I say? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you. You've come into Drex and I've heard you say regular. Regular. Ooh. Regular. Ooh. Regular. Oh, that's regular. Regular. <laughs> that's just lazy talk. Listen, I'm around Philly now and they say water. What? Water? Like water, water? Yeah, water is water. 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 And pillow. Don't say that in the gay district. Is pillow. It's like, no, it's pillow. And they're like, no, it's pillow. Pillow. No, it's pillow. What do you do with a pillow? It's a pillow. You you know, you sleep You on pull it. up to yeah. the pillow. Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, what, what, the, what Joe always said, bagel. Oh, bagel. I have that problem too, bagel. Because, yeah, yeah. Is, buffalo. Is that like tomato, thing. tomato? Yeah. No, it's a buffalo thing, bagel. Bagel. Are you from Buffalo? Yeah. Kristen, oh, how do that. you say it? Bagel. Bagel. bagel, bagel, bagel. Do you say a a lot? Because we're from a. outside Canada. No. Oh, a, a. I say it all the time. A. A. You do all the time. I don't think I would use it right. Do you still say pop? Hey. I no. I say soda. Yeah, I switched. Yeah, I, I say soda. Um, you know oh, wait, what? I just it? call it Pepsi or Coke. I don't think there... so. But soda. You, you take the what it is. <laughs> you don't got no soda pop up in these parts, kids. Soda pop. Soda pop. I got a Sprite. I got a Coke. I got an orange. What you need? Okay. We got no some soda crush. pop. No soda pop up in there. Oh my I could have used some ginger ale today. I'll tell you that. Oof. Yeah. Because no you know pop. there's no real ginger in ginger ale? I'm upset I, about it. I have made my own. How is that like not false advertising? Like no, I feel like on the container it should say it does not contain ginger. Not just kidding. Because it's ginger <laughs> ale. Well, orange like, soda doesn't but contain she, orange. Yeah, but it is orange. It has orange dye. Yeah, it's orange. It's orange colored. <laughs> Although grape soda whatever. doesn't have any grapes in it. <laughs> or how about banana candy or whatever? What, I don't know. Oh, that's gross. The rice. Uh, uh, no, no, no. And they say, but they that like our bananas are not like what bananas actually taste like. It says that on there. No, but like our the real <laughs> bananas like, we I eat. Never Do you guys not know this? You I don't know, know what you're talking about. I don't know. Bananas that we have are not actually like real bananas. There's some like genetic offspring or something. Oh, oh there, yeah, yeah. There's a candy or something that actually that's what bananas, real bananas tasted like. Are you talking about the Runs candies that I don't know like if a it was the Runs candy, but there was something a taffy something whatever taste. I have that's I have heard what you're talking about. Banana you know, tasted like the Dole Ship like lets out right by our house. You're welcome. There's no way. You're welcome. Really? I I'm don't telling understand. you, go look up. Banana is not the real banana flavor. This is like a cross. What we eat is banana. Yeah, the banana some we cross. eat today is a cross. It's Jeffrey, a cross. I'm just going to tell you, that's bananas. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, of course a gay guy People's would know about bananas. a banana. You know what I'm saying? Hello. That okay, wasn't so lost that, I'm on sorry. Me. Yeah, I know. 
uh, as I just went <laughs> so off into the freaking nowhere. As you um, do. Yeah, so my so pet That's why it's are, in the description. It, and I know, and I appreciate that because it shows mm-hmm. real self-awareness. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. I try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to kill me later. It's like, <laughs> nice. No, I'm just looking at like how good my lighting is, and how, like I feel like my face your lighting is really good. It is really I, good. It's my ring light, I put it on the tan look. Oh, I didn't know okay. I could do that. A I just always look yes. Lights. Cycle through the light fixtures, kids. What are you doing with your lights, girl? I'm I'm using lamps right now. I was gonna say I have a lamp. <laughs> right I'm like, if I had to go old school and bust out the uh, ring light, Ooh, that made me blue. My phone. Oh, now I'm orange. Is oh, that that's, the one? Yeah, that's I got the orange light. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, just call me I Donald. Little, I look a little jaundiced now. Maybe Trump's right. It is the lighting. Could be. No, no, you no just I'm see the makeup line. That's how you know. No, he, he actually uses makeup artist makeup. was a Democrat. No, no, they, he actually uses a specific makeup that's made specifically for him. That's no, he gets it from the it. dollar store. That's he Peach Blossom. It's a foundation <laughs> called Peach Blossom. You ain't never see all my posts where I call it Peach Blossom. Is that real? It, yes, he gets a foundation at the dollar store. It's I called can't. Peach Blossom. Oh, God. How have you not oh. seen me call him Peach Blossom all over the internet? It was actually trending one day. That's People amazing. thought it was hysterical. Yeah, Peach Blossom. But I did like the word. Somebody called him the Orange Mussolini. Or, yeah. The Orange Mussolini. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to get political. Well, that's hopefully. A, that's all right. Oh. So, any other word pet peeves? Breakfast. Oh, yeah. You, do, you, you throw that out there sometimes, Breakfast. I think, just to get Breakfast. that reaction. I used to say that. Yeah, Brian. Mm-hmm. My father would be like, you want some breakfast? Or I would be like, you want some pancakes? <gasps> oh, I never said that. No. no. Vito, he'd be like, oh, pancakes? Pancakes? Oh, and then I can't. I cringe to even say this. The M word? No, no. He'd be like. What's that no, don't say that word. He'd say, oh, can you uh, throw me some B.O. juice? The fuck is B.O. juice? Ah! deodorant i'm like oh. oh my god i was traumatized as a child like i'm like what <laughs> it was just so horrifying to me okay can i just say that i'm word for a second because i got a really funny story so what? one time i worked so one time i worked at the olive garden <laughs> and like they had to have spread. they had to have a conversation with the servers because a guest wrote in the comments that they were very hungry until their server came out and described the steak as moist. (laughs) (laughs) So they had a whole meeting about what other words we can use other than moist. That's fantastic. I'm like a moist steak. What the? Uh, Anyways. That's my quick story. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, or juicy. yeah. If you don't have words that annoy yeah, you, yeah, juicy. Or, yeah, words that are used inappropriately. Oh, hmm. I didn't think about that one. Hmm. Literally. Oh my god, Emily. Oh yeah, that is one. And I'm the worst person because if somebody does it around me, then you start I, doing. I it? start repeating them. Like I say, like all the time. I know. Literally. Don't want- uh, One word I'm sick of hearing is unprecedented. <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on already. I'm sick, just, I'm sick of everybody doing their own research. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, but they won't tell you where they got it from. They're like, oh, you must watch CNN and MSNBC. Yeah, what are you? Where are you getting your news from? I do my research. Yeah, from where? Yeah. Where? They look up they- Fox News on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research. Uh, all right, I'll stop. Where'd you get no, your doctor <laughs> I know it. A few things. Look, I, I, never mind. Well, you know, there also, there's two other news stations called Newsmax and OAN. And I o- was on Newsmax. Okay, well, both of those started out as Russian propaganda machines. That makes sense. And then they were bought by, like, people who can do business in America. So those are like literally Russian propaganda arms that people are watching here in America. Yep. 
Because well, I have to say, I was on Newsmax. They were covering the story of when the, they tried to throw the kids out during remote learning oh. because we were remote learning. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, you got yeah. featured on Newsmax, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we were on Fox. Only I know. I saw news. you on Fox, girl. The, the crazy thing was not a single Democrat or, you know, liberal news station picked up the story. It was only the Republicans, which kind of made me feel some type of way, right? I'm like... What? What is this? And it was the you know what I mean. They picked up the gay dad with the adopted kids. The Republicans wanted to talk about it. I'm it's because like, you because yeah. it's because you were following their agenda. That's why. Oh, whatever. They, Either way, thank they you. Use your ass. Uh, but the guy <laughs> on, on Newsmax, he didn't get my name right. He like, literally, I'm on air with him, and he's giving out the wrong information. Oh yeah, I forgot and, about and that. And I'm just like. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And I'm correcting him. Like, I was so annoyed. I'm like, can you not read what's in front of you, bro? No. I'm like, great job. Okay, we got 10 minutes. We got to go into our (laughs) All right, so quick. Yeah, how we're going to wrap this up in 10 minutes. I don't even remember. What what was the thing that we were talking about? Oh, when COVID started, we talk- do you remember yeah, where you were and everything? T- right. Tyler's birthday um, was t- two years ago. Tyler has not had a normal birthday in two years. And that was the day I got the call from the school district that said, we're done. There's no more school the rest of the year. And I, I just, you know, we were supposed to have a birthday party for him. Everybody canceled because they started shutting us all down. You know, mm-hmm. we couldn't go places. And then we got that call from the school and I'm like, he's, you know, he had stuff that I got him in cake or whatever. And I just sat there staring at the wall and it felt like two hours because I couldn't believe that this was happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's going to remember this for the rest of his life. That his, and he, of course, he has no idea. He doesn't care. He doesn't remember. Um, <laughs> the school got canceled for the rest of the year on his birthday. And that, you know, COVID went nuts. I don't know. When I was a little kid, I would have been, that would have been a hell of a birthday present. Right? I'm like, what a birthday present. I would have been excited too. Nope. Not him. Especially if you don't know what's coming. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No, I mean, I really did try to like keep that all from them for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we didn't talk about it either. It's probably hard for little kids to understand too. Right now, because Gabe's just like, when's COVID going to end, Daddy? I want to go someplace. (laughs) I want to go someplace. I love how you give him this like gangster voice when you talk about when you do gay. Look it, you know what? You all kiss my ass because everybody's like, "Oh, he sounds British." Now he's gangster. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> Poor Gabe. Um, I know it, but yeah, it was definitely intense. You know, like to have that thing, and then we started the three of us. You, Kristen, and I were on the phone, and you guys had brought up uh, what was the first big moment in your life that you remember that kind of defined of like, holy hell, this is crazy. And you guys brought up the challenger. Yeah. Right. That was my first. Yeah. That was, that was our age group. Yep. They rolled the TVs into our classrooms to watch. Yeah. To watch the space. I watched it on punky. Punky Brewster, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were in like third grade. Yes. Yeah. I think it was nine 11 for our age group yeah yeah 9-11 oj simpson was the big yeah thing. i mean they were rolling the tvs in for that for us. well i was in i was in, i was in 11th grade how much older are we for oj us you and for i 95, Brad. oh oj was a big thing but not for me personally i'm i mean no but i mean yeah. well okay in the catholic school i was in they were rolling tvs into the classroom when the verdict came out oh yeah that's all my mom did for all the months and months and months that was the only thing on in our house well i mean we watched was it our house, but not at school no our school didn't put on tv i went to seward and then what we were in um we were we were in what sixth grade when the gulf war started Six or seven, yeah. Six. When I remember. I guess I was a shelter. Studies. I don't know. Remember that being yeah, Desert Storm. Yeah. yeah, Desert Storm, and then yeah, we had yeah. kids from school that their par- their dads got sent. Yeah, and then we had nine eleven. I was a flight yeah. attendant. 
during 9-11. I think 9-11 was big because it was, a, like, one of the first times, like, we actually had done to us what the world experiences almost every single day. Yeah. yeah. So, Kristen, what was that you like being a flight attendant during 9-11? Yeah. yeah, holy shit. Uh, it was crazy. I luckily, and I, you know, I say this in respect to other flight attendants, I was not working at the time. I was actually on vacation. Um, they had called and changed my vacation right probably a couple weeks before, three weeks before, because I was on international at the time, the division as it was then. And um, they had asked me to change and I was only going on a small vacation with my mom. So I said, sure, no problem. And we were down in Alabama, the Gulf Shores. And my ex's sisters were calling me in the morning. And I'm like, what the, why are they calling me? Cause Gulf Shores is an hour behind. So it was like seven, like 15 or something in the morning. And I'm like, what the hell are they calling me for? Like, what is like, we're broken up. What's going on? So finally, after like the 10th call, I picked up the phone. I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, where are you? We just want to know you're safe. And I'm like, I'm fine. What is, why, what? And they're like, haven't you seen the TV? Turn on the TV. And as soon as I turned on the TV is when the second aircraft hit the tower. And I didn't know what I was looking at. You know, I, I, you know, it's something you think is in a movie. You don't think it's like happening. And, you know, I stayed on the phone with them for a couple minutes. I woke my mother up and we just sat there and like, you look outside and you're looking at people on the beach and then lunch happens and then no one's on the beach. And then we left a few days later and we drove We had to drive home because obviously there was no aircrafts flying. And then I got back to Philadelphia because I was based in Philly and I worked seven back-to-back flights after. And we were like skeleton crews for full 321s. We were, or 330s, I'm sorry. So 260 some odd people. And we were eight flight attendants and three pilots. And Were people still okay traveling? Did they want to travel? Did they? They were scared because they couldn't have anything. Like we, we hardly had food to feed them. We just weren't allowed to have anything on board because we didn't know who we could trust because there were still people bringing on like the guy with the sneakers and the shoelaces, like setting his shoelaces on fire. And like there, there was still all of these things because TSA was like not <clears throat> that it is now. Like you didn't do all that stuff. Well, they were caught with their pants down. Yeah. What company did you work for? U.S. Airways. No, well, I worked for American. Yes, no American. So no American. that's what I worked for. <laughs> no American. So it, you know, once we got to Europe, I mean, you're you're watching people, you know, with, you know, AK forty, I don't know, machine guns, and you know, you get back to the states, and the same thing is happening, and you're just, it's mind boggling, and you know, when we would get into, I was getting into my second, third, fourth, fifth flight you know, the pilots are looking at me like who else has flown so far and what's going on. And we'd have to tell people, you know, I'd have to sit there and tell people like, this is what's happening. I'll never forget. I had, you know, a person freak out because they didn't want to sit next to an Indian person from India. And I said, you know, we are a full flight. So either you don't go and you get home whenever you get home or you sit next to this person. those are my favorite people. I used to be a customer service. Yeah, we, we can't. We're, we're not going to do racism here. We, it was my favorite gonna, job. We're not going to class all of these all people together. <laughs> you know, we're not going to class black and brown people. I wish I had a taser because that's the way they want it. Because you don't like it. Yeah. So it it was it was tough. It was interesting. It it really did not hit me until a year later, and I still really can't watch things about it. I can't watch that image it's very difficult for me to watch it so i tend not to um is that what you did for most of your career as a flight attendant or i was a flight attendant for 14 years and i was too ill to take care of himself anymore is when i had to leave yeah yeah so so long he liked it because he got free flights yeah yeah 
That's what I liked about working for America. <laughs> he would fly to Vegas in the morning and then fly home that night. So. Oh my God, he's like we are. <laughs> we went to Miami for the beach one day. Yeah, that's from what he Syracuse. Did. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, I, do I miss it? Some days, mm-hmm. I miss my good friends. Um, do I miss it during COVID? No, not at all. Because oh God, I, no. there's probably seven people that I know that passed away due to COVID. Oh my God. As of, as flight attendants. So no, I don't. Kristen, is this a friend? Is Dave a friend of yours? He said, yeah, my, is- da- my dad has to shave his beard off. He got stopped so many times on flights. That's yes. ridiculous. My, well, my dad is, my dad was born in a refugee camp and you know, after nine 11, he, cause we live so close to Canada would have to, you know, they would ask him for his paperwork and stuff. Where is he a refugee from? He was born in a refugee camp in Germany. He's in Germany? From, yeah, he's from Hungary originally, but he oh, was wow. in a refugee camp in Germany and was sponsored to come to the United States. So, um, the hate was real. Yeah. Real, which was always insane to me because... And my, <laughs> my dad in the summer is dark skin and bright blue eyes and dark dark hair i look exactly like my mother pale skin red hair but my dad is dark skin dark hair blue eyes it's just it's just shocking to me that like it's 2022 and we still that still matters like what Mm -hmm. color their skin are like good god already yeah it's disgusting it is it's disgusting we have not come far enough as a society no. no, we really haven't. No. And we keep slipping back. But I could go into a whole rampage. <laughs> That's next week, show. It's, it's a good thing we're wrapping up <laughs> that, the hour. That'll be covered you know? on Thursday. I could go into a whole rampage about that. <laughs> I bet you have some really good uh, stories from flying as well. Yeah, be oh, yes. Flight, so. yes, the first time I talked to Jeffrey, Jeffrey's like, am I shocking you? I'm like, oh no, I've been on a jump seat. With <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I, always, I had a lady one time try to bring a betta fish as a um, service Carian? animal I'm not kidding you and when I told her you can't get out because she had it in the container you know they come in and I said you're not going to be able to get on the plane with that that's got water in it and she said I go you're going to have to go through TSA They're not, they won't let that go through and she looked me dead in the face and said Oh, I'll just dump the water out in the beginning of the line. And then once I get through, I'll fill the water back up. He'll be fine. I was like, no, I, I can't let you go. I can't give you your ticket until you do something with the beta fish. Because it's not a service animal. Um, yeah. Well, if she dumped the water out and got water after. Why could was it by? Well, because there's a long line. I mean, the I don't know that the fish is going to make it. Die. <laughs> Well, just well, roll the dice. We put three ounces of water in there. It wasn't I wasn't giving her a ticket. So. In a bottle, a three ounce it has to be in a measured three ounce yeah. bottle. Yeah, if I sent her up to TSA like that, they would have came down and said something to me. It can't be in like a you know measured three ounces of water. Yeah, look, okay, I'm not a big fan. I think it has to be in a three ounce container. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, people will try and get away with what they get. Lots away with. of stuff. Yeah. Yes, I was. I was in the era of the service pig. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need to lie down? You know what I'm talking. Brian. Knows One time, somebody talking. tried to bring a damn lawnmower with him that was already used. He said, "I already dumped the gas out." I said, "It's got fumes." I had a lady bring a puma on. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you're not talking about the shoes, are you? No, a cat. Uh, like. In the plane, like not in a in a cage underneath, no. but no. like in the capsule. Yep, she said it was her service animal, and she had paperwork. And that yep. you have to you have yeah. to honor that. Climbed did, the walls. Did she get in? Uh, did a seat for him? Like no. It was, like, it was a little. It was still small. It was like, but it was nasty, nasty. And how did the person sitting next to her feel about that? Didn't like it because that thing was. Nasty. She wanted to sit next to the Indian person. No, that was international. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Put it in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right, folks, we got to wrap up. We've uh, exceeded our hour here. So next oh, wow. week, we'll, we will jump into the next oh, three or four chapters of Atomic Habits. And with this crew, we don't know. We're going to find out whether, you know what, I, I do have to leave us with one last thing here. Um, just because he hasn't seen this yet and he can't say anything about it. So hopefully... Oh. Dana will join us. Sometimes you end up getting where you want to go and then find out when you get there that you don't want to be where you're at. And then you feel like this is all just a waste of time. But just remember, if you never got there, then you'd always be wanting to get there and then you don't know you don't want to be there until you get there. So sometimes you just got to go where you don't want to go just to know that that's not where you want to be. Okay. That was super freaking awesome the rest of your day and stuff. Okay, bye. She could be a motivational speaker. <laughs> we need to book him. He needs to be a guest. He does. He does. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, either Rodney's coming back next week. If we can, if Dana doesn't come back from Ecuador, we're going to reach out to Rodney and see if he can join us. So on that note, have a super freaking awesome night, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.